1: Welcome to OutWest Radio, a community-driven podcast built in the heart of Hamilton at Western Community Centre. We are webbing networks and creating safe spaces for ownership in our community. Whānau first, hapuri first. Kia ora everyone and welcome to OutWest Radio. It is awesome to be with you today. You're listening to us on 89.0 Free FM and I am joined today with a special guest uh, from, well I don't, should I call you by your first name or with Kevin? <laughs> Hi, how are you today? Hey,
2: good, good everyone. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, Kevin's joined us from uh, the, the FIRE team, I'm going to say general because I'll let you explain a little bit soon, um, to talk to us a little bit about uh, what they're doing in the community because it's been pretty amazing over the last year. Uh, I would like to say thanks to, uh, maybe not so much thanks to COVID, but we have seen a lot more engagement uh, from our public service sectors in the community. We've had our police that come in. They came in actually at the start of the week for their uh, six-monthly visit with the van, which was really cool. They've got a very bougie van. Um, And now you guys have a community team. So tell us a little bit about it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kia ora everyone. Uh, Yeah, I'm Kevin from Fire and Emergency or the local Hamilton Fire Brigade. Um, I lead our community readiness and recovery team. It works um, right throughout the Waikato and and Thames Coromandel catchment area as well as Matamata down as far as Waitomo in the south. Um, We also... Look, after Hamilton City and obviously the western suburbs is, is part of Hamilton City and it's certainly part of an area that we like to get into and and work with the community in there. Um, our focus has really being there to support the community, mm. um, to share our fire safety messages, to make everybody safer or okay. feel safer and to carry out safe practices in their homes and all that to, I guess, just improve everybody's safety and yeah. make them re- resilient and Prepared in the event of an emergency or a fire, obviously, the main focus is on fire prevention, yes, but there are circumstances where we may not be able to prevent a fire through maybe an electrical fault with our appliances, but mm-hmm. we can certainly take steps to be prepared if and when that may happen to us
1: yeah looking after looking after our communities really we um We've noticed that uh, over the. Because we did a. ran an article with you guys in our last edition of Western Community News. There'll be a new one coming out in our new edition. Um, but I found something really, really interesting in that article. And it was the reminder not to leave your tea towel on your stove. And I got home and there was a tea towel on my stove and now we don't often use the stove because uh it's just me and my flatmate and we are a little bit younger so we're air fryer girls Um, (laughs) but I saw it there and I was like oh my goodness what like that's such a small tip that could save your house from burning down right like there's are there, are there any other, I guess, like little tidbits? Like what's your favourite tip to give out to people? Yes, yeah,
2: certainly. Um, obviously, just talking about your tea towel, it's, you know, you shouldn't really, well, you shouldn't at all place them over the top of a stove or leave them no. on a stove because if somebody turns an element on, they might turn the wrong element on mm-hmm. and the tea towel's lying on the element. So hang them up where they should be, not yes. on the stove. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, one of, I guess, one of my favourites, and, and it's a really important one, and it's one of the biggest messages we that we um, like to get out to our communities next to having working smoke alarms in our homes it's as simple as, as, as don't leave cooking unattended yeah okay the kitchen's the most dangerous room in your house yeah and most of the i guess maybe up to a quarter or more of the fires we attend across new zealand in a 12 in a month calendar we attend over three and a half thousand house fires wow. and a quarter of those fires start from unattended cooking that's wow, in the kitchen a quarter, so, that's
1: massive
2: it's a major cause of fire, yeah.
1: um,
2: but it's easy preventable.
1: preventable. Yeah.
2: And the simple messages are don't um, leave cooking unattended or mm-hmm. keep looking when you're cooking,
1: yeah.
2: and don't drink and fry. Yeah. So it's easy, especially if you're using cooking oil or fat. Yeah. Um, if you are distracted, the, the children need to be tended to, someone knocks on the door. Or your phone rings or you ne- you need to leave the kitchen for whatever reason it's imperative that you turn off the element mm-hmm. and take whatever you've got on the element off that hot element and onto a cool surface
0: yeah
2: go and do what you need to do and then come back and carry on cooking um yeah. don't leave it there thinking look i'm only going to be away for a couple of seconds i'll be fine because you could easily become distracted yeah and simply forget about what you've left behind in the kitchen yeah and what happens with fat and oil is it'll keep heating up and heating up till it reaches its ignition temperature and then it ignites, yeah. and then we have problems because we have a fire on our stove top,
1: yeah, and it's they're very difficult to put out
2: right like- Yes, they are um, <laughs> and there's only certain there's only a few things you can do f- to for to do that, yeah. And only in the early stages. If the fire's too big, well, then none of those things are going to work. We have a mobile kitchen fire demonstrator where I think probably some of our listeners out there have probably seen it in action. Yes. Um, We're hoping if COVID allows us to to be along at some of the events at the Western Community Centre this year, we'll certainly have that kitchen fire demonstrator there with us. And we can demonstrate um, what can be done and certainly something that you don't do yeah. in the event of a kitchen fire.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people, um, it's very Kiwi, I think, for us to be like, oh, we'll just, we'll put it out. Um, and a lot of the time it's, don't, don't try to put no, it out. No, no, I mean,
2: it's, if it's caught in the early stages, there are some things you can do, like you know, obviously turning the, the element off. Yeah. Um, you can cover the pan or the pot with a damp tea towel. Or a wooden bread or simply put the lid back on. Yeah. Um, but you should still call us and let us come and deal with it. We don't want to see people trying to carry a burning pot of fat outside.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, simply, if they drop it, it's going to spread the fire. Yeah. And also, if they if they spill it on themselves, it can cause some nasty burns.
1: Yeah. And especially if there are kids in the house, you never know when they're running under your legs No, that's right.
2: That's right. And, and one of the other messages I, to, I guess too with cooking is certainly is really important as well as don't drink and fry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you, if you like to have a drink. That's fine. Um, If you're going to go out for a few drinks, um, grab some takeaways while you're out or bring some takeaways home or have a meal at home that you can simply pop into a microwave and and reheat because if you do put it in the microwave and turn the microwave on for, say, three minutes to heat it up and you go and sit down on the couch and you fall asleep, that's fine. Um the microwave's gonna finish and turn itself off. You'll wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning, you'll be cold. Yeah. The dinner in the microwave will be, It'll cold, be cold. But the most important thing is you'll still be alive yeah. and your house will still be in one piece. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And I mean that's I mean, who doesn't want the advice of just get takeaways, right? Well that exactly. You know, there's no
2: dishes to do when you get home, you don't have to worry about cooking. But yeah, that's certainly something we don't want people doing is drinking and frying. Because yeah. once again, um you might pot a pan, pop something on the stove, a pan or a pot, and you might go and just sit down and wait for it to warm up a bit, especially if you're cooking chips with oil, we know we've yeah. got to get the oil hot to cook chips, Yeah. we might just go and sit down on the couch for a couple of minutes while that's happening, and if you've had a couple of drinks and you're tired at the end of the week, it's easy to fall asleep, and then yeah. again we've got oil or fat heating up on our stove and nobody there to do anything about it when it reaches its ignition temperature or taking it off the 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 heat heat source.
1: Absolutely, and I think that we have noticed, um, or at least I have uh, at the community centre, that because obviously we are in red at the moment and with uh, COVID happening, people are trying to get their kids to cook more, which is amazing. We always encourage our um, youth to be cooking and getting out there and helping their families, but a lot of this... Uh, fire safety stuff doesn't really get handed down when you learn how to cook or when you're you know you learn the method and the recipe and whatnot but um passing down these uh I guess ideas of of how to be safe when you're cooking as well is so important um is there somewhere uh that people can go to kind of get uh an overview of you know how to how to stay safe in their homes
2: yeah, sure. We um we, we offer a service called Home Fire Safety Visits mm-hmm. um, and along with that of the installation of a 10-year a long-life photoelectric smoke alarm, comes um, fire safety education. So we actually sit down with the occupants of the home mm-hmm. and we run through certain safe practices that they should be following within their home. And one of those things that we do talk about is cooking, obviously, because going back to what I said before is that the kitchen's one of the most dangerous rooms in the house. Yeah. Um, We know that there are families or houses out there where where children do cook, Mm -hmm. um, especially maybe intermediate school age from upwards, and that's totally okay, provided they know the rules around cooking, um, obviously to keep looking while you're cooking. Um, and that type of thing. From time to time, I guess it happens, your mum might leave the office at 5 o'clock, make a phone call home to the children, say, hey, can you put the dinner on? I'm just leaving work now. Can you put this on? Yeah. It's important if if there's parents out there who have got sort of early or late, sort of intermediate-age children or older that are cooking for them, that they do know the rules around cooking, that's especially... Hey, if, if something happens and you have to leave the kitchen you've got to turn the cooking off it's as simple as that yeah. especially if it's on the stove top it's a little bit different if you're cooking a roast Yeah. while well, somebody slow should cooker, stay eh? yeah, slow cookers mm-hmm. are fine but a roast in the oven should be there or thereabouts Yeah. still inside the house you wouldn't want to go away too far and leave it on its own but it's really important Especially if you're using oil or fats yeah. on, on top of the stove, but we also have a, a year seven and eight fire. We have our fireways programs yes. for our for our children um, in schools. We have the year one and two program, and we also have a year seven and eight program, which currently is undergoing a revamp. And, oh, cool. and One of the things that we talk we look at in the year seven and eight program with the children mm-hmm. of that age is to get them prepared for. Things like that, becoming responsible in the home, that they do do a little bit of cooking, we know that, so we, we run around the rules and, and what we've just talked about with cooking. Mm-hmm. We also talk to them about how to look after themselves when they're outside of the home, if they're in town, maybe at a shopping centre, because if something goes wrong, the fire alarms go off, or there's a need to, they haven't got mum and dad there with them, because yeah. they're at that age where they're sort of venturing off on their own with Pushing their friends. Pushing those boundaries yeah, a Getting little. them ready to, to get out, you know, to, out into the big wide world sort of thing, so that I guess mum and dad there's a little bit of a peace of mind that when they go past the letterbox out the gate on their way they, they do know how to look after themselves. And yeah. that's just some of the things that we focus on in that year seven and eight program as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean it's it's I think it's good because as adults I think we get very um complacent in uh how we do things. Um I know that I do, I know that I've burnt many a cookies uh in my oven because i just forget to pop the timer on mm. um and i think that it's really good to kind of have uh these kids going through uh these programs so that they can initiate conversations with their parents and for you guys to be able to come into a home free of charge and kind of go through uh all of the safety uh procedures that could help them and this. Personalised to so their home as well. That's
2: absolutely. We also have a, a free program um, called our Fire Awareness Intervention Program. Mm-hmm. So we have we have what we call trained facilitators within our organisation, firefighters, yeah. um, that have a passion for helping, especially children. Um, so they're specially trained as what we call fire awareness um, facilitators. So yeah. if there's a child out there, or any listeners out there at the moment, have a child. Um, that is showing an unhealthy interest in fire play mm-hmm. or plays with fire or is traumatised by fire for whatever reason,
0: yeah.
2: we have firefighters that can come and work one-on-one with that child, totally confidential, Fun. totally free of charge, just to get help that child maybe out of those bad habits mm-hmm. or get them out of, of a habit or, where, or maybe a situation where they are traumatised. They may have been exposed to a house fire in the yeah. past. And that has traumatised them, so we do work with children um, in that area as well. That's amazing. Also the ones that... like to play with fire because that's you know we know that's a recipe for disaster yeah stop it
1: while they're young yeah
2: yeah Yeah. so that's another service that we offer and it's totally free and confidential
1: that's amazing is there somewhere where people can go to access that do they
2: just look online yeah uh, absolutely on our website fireandemergency.nz or they can call the local fire station any of their local fire stations and obviously be put through um to to us or I guess anybody of our listeners that's in that, um, the Western community suburbs, yeah. they can obviously get in touch with yourselves at the community centre yeah. and you've obviously got a to feed into us. Yeah, yeah,
1: through, definitely. Through our Contact connections. us, so, jump yeah. on Facebook, come Absolutely. in and see so, us.
2: So look, if there's listeners out there that do have children um, that you know they want some one-on-one with, by all means, please get in touch because like I said, it's a totally a free service and it's strictly confidential.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's such a cool thing to offer and I love the idea of... Um, Almost like youth workers within. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> mean, it's, we've got services. it. I mean, the-
2: everybody that works in Fire and Emergency New Zealand has a passion for people because that's our main role is to look after our communities and that's one of the main reasons that that sort of I guess it attracts us to that position it's like the police you talk to anybody that's in the police what's you know one of the biggest reasons they do that job is because they want to help their community and they want to help the people that live in the community it's it's no different for firefighters it's all about they care or we care for our communities and we want to help them.
1: That's amazing. That's so cool. Well, we're going to go for a very, very quick uh, song break. Um, I've decided the song came up uh, on, I decided I was going to do maybe like a fire pun, uh, (laughs) but I decided maybe not, maybe not a good one. Um, But the song popped up the other day and I haven't heard it in a really, really, really long time. So I wanted to play it and it's called Wake Me Up by Ed Sheeran. And we'll be right back after the break um, to talk to you a little bit more about uh, what we have been doing and uh, what is happening in the uh, fire service and out west. sharp Fla- and everyone and welcome back to Out West uh, Radio. It is Zeta here, you're listening to us on 89.0 Free FM and we are joined by Kevin who is here to talk to us about uh, fire safety, uh, the community working towards fire safety and the team that they have that are... Educating our young people and our adults and are able to kind of come into your home and help you out. And we were talking a little bit over the music break about our, uh, the fire alarms. So you guys, you were saying that you guys come in and you will work with a family to do a fire plan, uh, to help keep them safe, uh, keep them aware of the things that are kind of happening, uh, with fire safety. But you also talked about fire alarms, but you said a very, uh, long and intricate named <laughs> fire alarm. Can you tell me <laughs> yeah, a little bit sure. about that? Because I have some substandard ones in my house and now I am worried.
2: <laughs> well, the good, the good start there, I guess, is that you've got them. Yes. Okay. So um, they're actually called smoke alarms. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they detect smoke, obviously, in your home. Um, they are your voice when you are asleep at night. Yeah. because simply when you go to sleep at night, you've got no sense of smell. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to smell smoke. Yeah. Um, when a fire first starts, it can be very, very quiet. So we're not necessarily going to hear it. And a fire can smolder for a period of time, quite a long period of time actually, in some cases before it actually starts to flame or yeah. ignite.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so a room can easily become completely smoke-logged from the roof to the floor in a short space of time, um, even before we get flames, yeah. um, we know that it 's in that situation it 's not the flames that kill people in fires it 's actually the smoke yeah. okay so people normally um, become affected by the smoke. the poisons in the smoke, carbon monoxide poisoning mm-hmm. um, suffer a, a condition called carboxyhemoglobin where our um, from too much smoke and it it stops the oxygen being transferred around our body so our organs don't function properly. We become disorientated um, and Simply, we we become overcome by smoke, and that's yeah, it's. And so, anyone will know that, right? If you've
1: been yeah. out at a bonfire and the smoke suddenly shifts oh, and yeah, it's it in your eyes, and you're like, So
2: wow. yeah, so that's why it's really, really important that we have smoke alarms in our homes. Yeah. Okay, and the long-winded name you mentioned is okay. <laughs> it was photoelectric. So the yep. Fire and Emergency New Zealand recommends that people install ten-year long-life mm-hmm. photoelectric smoke alarms. Wow. So By saying 10 years, you can purchase smoke alarms now that are on the market that have a 10-year lithium battery in them.
1: Oh, amazing. So
2: we don't have to worry about changing the battery. We'll do a yearly check. (laughs) They are a little bit more expensive Mm -hmm. in some cases, but it does balance out because you don't have to buy a battery um, all the time to change it over. So that's the ones we recommend that you have. Um, We recommend that you have them in the lounge room or the main living room of your home. Yeah the hallway that leads to the bedrooms and one in every bedroom or sleeping area Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you've got a three bedroom home with a lounge and a hallway where the bedrooms come off the hallway, um, you should have at least five smoke alarms in your home to have it fully covered or fully protected um, test them regularly, at least mm-hmm. once a month. Mm-hmm. Vacuum them. Um, make sure that they work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all very real sitting there at the couch. Oh, yeah, I'm right. I've got a smoke alarm on my roof. But if you don't test it to, to make sure it's working, um, it's really, you know, you, you need to know it's that it is going right? to work. That's yeah. it. You need to yeah. know that, hey, when I want that to work, I want to know that you are going to work. So I need to know that oh, you do work mm-hmm. and the battery's not flat if it's one of those ones where you do have to change the batteries. Yeah. Give them a bit of a vacuum because... If we get a spider or something that crawls through them, uh, they generally do that at two o'clock in the morning
1: (laughs) and it wakes everyone
2: up or if a battery's going to go flat and your smoke alarm and it's going to start beeping, you can guarantee that it'll start at two o'clock in the morning and annoy the hell out of everyone. Of course, yeah. Yeah,
1: The only time. And also, if you guys are, because I know a lot of our community out west are renting. Yep. If you are renting, your landlord has to supply Fire alarms for the house. Absolutely.
2: Your so, under the Residential Tenancies Act, landlords have an obligation, a legal obligation, to provide a 10 year long life smoke alarm, photoelectric, within three metres of the sleeping areas. Yeah. Okay, so there's no requirement that says they have to put them in the lounge or anywhere like that, but they do have to have them within three, three metres of the sleeping area. We recommend that if People are in a rental property, and there's only been the one smoke alarm provided by the ten, uh, by the tenant, uh, the landlord. Sorry, yeah. that they actually can go out and purchase more themselves, yeah. And we can get them into the bedrooms and into the lounge, which covers the whole house. As a tenant, you have a responsibility to look after that smoke alarm, yeah. to make sure that it works. If the battery needs replacing, to do that, do not take it down, do not remove it, because you can leave yourself liable under the under the Tenancies Act for penalties. that type of thing but um once again if you're not sure if your smoke alarm's working or it's not working um get back to your landlord they Mm -hmm. are a priority yeah um and
1: if they need help they can look you guys up as well yeah
2: look we um it's part of our home fire safety visit Program, yeah. um, you know, we like to get out to our community, and obviously, if somebody's reached out to us, there is a they have a problem, um, and we'd like to go and work with them and help them fix that problem. Awesome. If they're not sure, is my smoke alarm working? Is it in the right place? Have I got enough? Um, you know, that's what we're here for. That's about looking after our community, yeah. making sure they're more resilient and ready for you know, hopefully an unlikely event of an emergency, but if it does happen. Um, they know what to do, or well, they've taken as much many steps as they can to prevent that. Um, we know that things do happen that we can't prevent, yeah. like our electrical appliances, um, you know, anywhere there's electricity involved there's a potential for you know, a fire, we know that's a source, but we can't predict if one of our electrical appliances is going to have a, a malfunction or a, an electrical event and start a fire. But we can be prepared for when that happens, we can have working smoke alarms, we can have escape plans for our homes, like each family needs to sit down and work out an escape plan from their home so everybody knows at least two ways out of each room in their home, Mm -hmm. and also a predetermined safe assembly point, which is generally a letterbox and somewhere to meet.
1: Somewhere easy to kind of pinpoint, it's about staying as safe as you can. you know for and being prepared as you can for what you can predict right
2: yeah sure it's yeah it's it's all about the preparation it's like um same for natural disaster you know we 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 like people to have um be prepared for that like have fresh water have food supplies and things like that it's the same with i guess fire we you know practice yeah home fire safety practices you keep looking when you're cooking make sure you've got smoke alarms um, have an escape plan. Mm-hmm. So, in the unlikely event of a fire, if it does happen to you, um, you know you can get yourselves out of the home as yeah. um, quickly and safely as possible. And once you do, it's a really, really important message to get out there too to people. As if you do, if you're unfortunate enough to have a fire, and you get yourselves outside to a place of safety as quickly as possible, never return to the house. Yeah. never yeah, go stay back out. inside.
1: It's not worth. Anything that no, is. No, get in out your and house. stay out
2: and and just, yeah, never return inside.
1: Oh. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Absolute I appreciate pleasure. it. And hopefully, we'll have you back at some point yep, to talk a little bit more. And if you guys are interested in anything else, please do look up on your guys' website or on our Facebook page or we'll do a little post up there as well. Um, just, yeah, stay safe out there, team. Uh, and we will see you again next week. You've been listening to us on 89.0.